All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Welcome to the Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from, yeah, you know where, Just the News. Thanks for joining us. We have a weekend-long tribute to those who died in the towers in the Pentagon in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, 21 years ago this weekend. 9-11, the most deadly terror attack in American history. Our generation's Pearl Harbor. Yesterday, we had an incredible interview with former Defense Secretary Chris Miller. What an amazing man and a soldier first, a secretary second, and uh, a thoughtful man. And you heard what he had to say about going backwards in the war on terror. That theme seems to grow daily. As I talk to people, the Biden administration appears to have sent us a step backwards for the first time in the 21-year history of the war on terror. And today we're going to take you to a second part of that exploration. Tomorrow we're going to hear from the real heroes of 9-11, people like Bernie Carrick and Rudy Giuliani. But today we're going to focus on a very, very important element of what terrorists are likely exploiting right now. This is not me saying this. These are the experts, the CPB, the ICE, counterintelligence and intelligence and counterterrorism officials that I talk about all across this country. At the end of the day, the open border southern border. The chaos is unparalleled in American history. Record numbers crossing, record numbers dying trying to cross, record numbers of people with terrorism ties being stopped, unknown numbers crossing without us capturing them. It is a colossal threat to American security, one that undercuts the very promise we made after 9-11 to never let it happen again. And today we're going to bring in Two extraordinary guests. First, Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection Agency, a former FBI agent who, by the way, was working counterterrorism on 9-11 before he moved over to border protection. We're going to talk about that open border, its consequences, what we all need to worry about. And then Ken Paxton, the Texas Attorney General, one of those gunslinging federalists, meaning someone who believes in states' rights, using the power of the Attorney General's office in Texas to fight Joe Biden tooth and nail to force Joe Biden, if he can, to enforce the laws on the book on immigration. He's going to join us. Two great guests back-to-back 
former Customs and Border Protection Agency Commissioner Mark Morgan, and then the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, two great guests. You will know what you need to know on the border after these two great interviews. We're so grateful for their time on this busy Saturday on the 21st anniversary weekend of 9-11. All right, we'll be right back. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As you know, we have been covering the border relentlessly from the moment Joe Biden got into office. The extraordinary changes from where Donald Trump left the border to where we are today. And our next guest has been a truth teller, has been on the front lines of accuracy 
and warning American people where we headed this entire time. He's the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection Agency, really one of the great experts on this issue. Joining us right now, Mark Morgan. Commissioner Morgan, good to have you back on the show. John, thanks for having me as always. Uh, You and I have had some pretty great conversations that I know our audience has loved about just how much lives are lost, how much inhumane conditions these migrants must face in the hands of the cartels coming here because of the way Joe Biden has created this dynamic. A whole bunch of people are coming back from the border now, members of Congress, uh, attorneys generals from other states, and they're all saying this is inhumane. It's a humanitarian crisis. Uh, I guess when people experience it firsthand, they really grasp what you've been warning about, right? Yeah, John, that's exactly right. Look, we, we, we've gone over the fact that our open borders are killing Americans, right? Everybody gets that. Everybody knows 100,000 Americans have died from drug overdoses. We know drugs are pouring in. We know that criminal aliens are pouring in. Uh, again, just committing untold amount of, of violence and crime in this country. We know about the, in, the, the increase of our national security threat because of our open borders. But here's also what you'll never hear from this administration. And I put this one directly on the hands of, of who I call the, the, the secretary lying Mayorkas, because this is one area that gets me more fired up than anything, that they absolutely lie to the American people. He says that he's developed a safe, orderly, and humane process. John, first of all, it's an oxymoron to say that you could develop a safe, orderly, and humane illegal immigration process. But let let me give you the facts, and let me give you a couple of statistics. Another record shattered is the number of dead migrants that CBP and local law enforcement have recovered on our southwest border. CBP alone, John, it's not even counting state and local officials, over 1,000 dead migrants. I've actually seen migrants literally stacked on top of each other that were left on the side of a road as a message. Uh, We know about the 53 migrants that died in the back of a tractor trailer of asphyxiation, a horrible death. The the, the death toll goes on and on and on. And let's not forget about non-governmental organizations, Doctors Without Borders, have said up to 30% of young women and children are raped on the journey up here. John, you and I have talked about this. Their own mothers and the smugglers are getting uh, girls as young as 12 years old the morning after pill because they're expecting that they're going to be sexually assaulted. And, John, we haven't even talked about the atrocities associated with the expansion of human trafficking as well because of this administration uh, policy. Uh, last thing I'll say, what we've been saying, and you want to talk about the most inhumane thing that we could do for the migrants themselves is to have open borders. Yeah, it, it's really stunning. It's really um remarkable to understand that we probably will finish this fiscal year with somewhere between 800 and 900 migrants who died that we know of. And that's not counting the ones that never get discovered because they're left behind in the desert in the country on the way here. But I think that's two and a half times the last year that President Trump was in office. There doesn't seem, if 800, 900 people had died in a year on President Trump's watch, the media would almost certainly be up in arms calling it a crisis, but there's like crickets on this. Why? I mean, why do you think that media and members of Congress, with the exception of some Republicans, don't feel the guilt and pain and consequences of letting eight, 900 people die trying to get into this country? John, that's a question. Look, at I'll say again, my my numbers said the CBP, they've recovered, CBP alone have recovered over a thousand dead migrants. 
And I go out and I talk to state and local law enforcement on the borders, and, and they recover dead migrants that aren't included in that 1,000 CBP. So the number is great, uh, much higher. And here's another thing a lot of people don't know, the Darien Gap, okay, so it's connected to Panama. That's some of the most arduous, rough, harsh terrain that uh, so many of these migrants have to navigate. The cartels and smugglers in that area are some of the most violent, ruthless. They've interviewed people that have successfully made it through, and they recount story after story of, of untold amount of migrants that have died trying to make it through the Darien Gap. I mean, the, the death toll is staggering. And, and look, to, to, to answer your question, this is the question. Look, the, the mainstream media has been co- and complicit and, and absolutely not covering this. They're supposed to tell the American people the facts of what's going on, and they don't. They, they're not reporting that 95% of drugs and fentanyl come from the southwest border. They're not reporting that criminal aliens, murderers, rapists, and pedophiles are cut across the open border. They're not reporting about the national security vulnerability, and they're sure as heck they are not talking about the migrants that are dying. And that's why we keep saying open borders is not the right thing. When are we going to say enough is enough? When is enough Americans dying? When is enough migrants to die before we secure the border and say we support immigration, but we support legal immigration? Come to our ports of entry legally. That's what is supposed to happen. And that's the safest thing for the migrants. If this secretary wants to have a safe, orderly, humane system, tell the migrants and force them to come to the ports of entry lawfully and secure our borders. It is uh, really uh, remarkable that such clear solutions. I mean, what, what's amazing is you left the playbook. You presided as the commissioner uh, under President Trump, uh, under Secretary Wolf, under the most stable, secure uh, border we had seen in, in two, three, four centuries, or two or three, four decades. Um, and in just a matter of weeks, it flips around. All of the solutions are there. I think there was this uh, extraordinary moment uh, in the last couple of weeks when the sworn testimony of the border chief was finally made uh, public. And under oath, uh, he had to acknowledge that the reason we have a crisis at the border is that the Biden policies have no consequences for illegally crossing. Amazing that it took being placed under oath to get that answer, but it has a very significant uh, impact if people get to hear that, right? Yeah, John, so look, I'm, I, absolutely, I'm so glad you brought this up. So let's keep in mind, before we give this chief and we throw him a ticker tape parade, let's, let's keep in mind, for the last 19 months, he's, he's hidden behind the coattails of Secretary Mayorkas, right? Yeah, he's been silent. He, he, he has, absolutely. Through his silence, he's enabled the Secretary Marcus to continue his lies and continue to lie to Congress, the American people, and continue to be the chief architect of these open border policies. Remember, it's the same chief that when the horse patrol were being lied about, their reputation, their careers were absolutely being tarnished. Every aspect of everything that they've done in their lives, this chief said, idly by and let it happen. He didn't come to the defense. He didn't bring the truth to light. So, so I, I've lost all respect for this guy. And to your point, finally, he had to, though, John, because he was under oath. And if he lied, he could have been personally liable for his 
perjury, and he finally had to tell the truth. He said it was a crisis, and he said it was a crisis because this administration's open border policies have eroded and taken away every ounce of consequences. When you do that, illegal immigration skyrockets. He finally had to admit the truth. John, something you know, something we've been talking about for a very long time. Yeah, it was a significant moment. And uh, while it says a lot that it took a lawsuit or a sworn testimony to get it, uh, there is no way now the media, the president, uh, Mayorkas, or anyone else can uh, spin this. And I think that that's uh, something that uh, we have to just keep reminding people. There is no more spin on this. Uh, the, the truth is there is a no consequences policy in this administration. That, that's right, John. If I can't, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but, but I really want to see uh, I want to see Secretary Marcus now following the testimony by the chief under oath, as you said, I want to have the secretary brought back uh, by, by Congress in a congressional hearing. And I want them to play the questions and answers from the chief of the United States Border Patrol that works for him. And every single question, and then when he says it's a crisis, they go to the secretary. So the chief of the Border Patrol who works for you, is he lying or are you, are you lying? It's a, yeah, that's right. Somebody's not telling the truth. I think we know which one because we can see with our own eyes. But it, it is it's a, it's important to pin both down, uh, and it could actually play into the impeachment proceedings. There are a lot of Republicans. They may not impeach Joe Biden, but they're seriously thinking about impeaching Mayorkas. And this testimony could be Exhibit One. Uh, of, I, I agree. Uh, it's it's it was a remarkable moment and uh, one that we shouldn't forget. Uh, you're doing a lot. You know what I love about you, Mark. You never stop the work. You you may be out of the commissioner's job, but you're. They're fighting for sanity, good sense uh, uh, borders. You were down in Austin working with the great officials in Texas. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing there, what happened, and what perceptions and uh, ideas you left with. Yeah, so it really was just an ongoing, you know, another example of some grassroots efforts. So uh, we, we were able to actually go to Austin to the Capitol. Uh, we, we were actually there, and there was a host of kind of subject matter experts. We had chief of border, uh, former Chief Rodney Scott that was there. We had uh, Jason Jones that, that is, you know, there for Newsmax, and he's down on the border all the time. We had former uh, the, the uh, Deputy Secretary of DHS, Ken Cuccinelli, and myself, and a whole host of kind of folks that are still in the fight that know this issue well. And we were just uh, talking about what specifically what are some things that can be done by the states. Like Heritage, for example, they put out this great pamphlet, you know, the 20 ways that states can prevent illegal immigration. We know if you prevent illegal immigration, it increases our ability to secure the border and stop threats from coming across. And so we had some really great dialogue. There were some state legislators and state senators that were there. Um, you know, we spent some time. We spent the entire day there. We, we kind of went to, to dinner and broke bread and, and continued to talk about uh, what more can be done. And, you know, one thing we talked about, too, is, is that it's not just a humanitarian and public safety and national security crisis. But it's also a constitutional crisis. So we have the dialogue and we have the discussion about, um, you know, Article uh, 1, Section 10, Article 4, Section 4 as well. Yeah. What do you do when a president won't enforce the laws that are on the books and he has a sworn duty to to enforce? Uh, that is the constitutional crisis of uh that we're facing. And it seems next year it's going to come to a head if Republicans can gain control of at least one of the, the chambers of Congress. It's going to be interesting. A um, lot going on in the law enforcement space. But uh, uh, I, I want to take a look at something. I feel like the Big Apple just blinked. And it doesn't blink often because Big Apple has big ego and New Yorkers are very proud. But Mayor Adams saying he had to send his own delegation to the border after all the goading from the Texas governor, after all of the illegal migrants were shipped to his town and called out, you know, called out the hypocrisy of the Democrats in blue cities. Um, 
I know there's not, it's not going to be a serious uh, fact-finding mission, but the mere fact that the New York mayor had to do something to change the dynamic, does it tell you that these tactics are beginning to win, that Texas saying, hey, you want to see what it's like? Let us send some of them your way. Uh, that It's happening. D.C. mayor this week uh, declared a state of emergency. It seems like blue cities are blinking now that they're feeling the consequences of what they've been preaching. Yeah, John, look, I think you're spot on. And look, early on, when Governor Abbott first started uh, busing uh, illegal aliens uh, into the interior um, and threatened that, you know, I was one, I, you know, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back by this, but but I was only a handful full that was 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 uh, that that was saying that this was more this wasn't a stunt, right? Because what I said was is that I, there was no doubt in my mind by doing this, it's going to keep it in the discussion. It's going to keep it in the top. Hold. And that's what's so important. Look, something that Austin yesterday, somebody said, you know, it's not just about the truth. It, 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 you know the truth, but the issue is we have to get the truth out there, right? And, and so it's not enough to know the truth. It's, we've got to communicate the truth. And by Governor Abbott doing this is that it's in the discussion now more than it ever has been, right? And you're absolutely right. And now, uh, but, but let's, let's, let's come back together, though. And like you said, we got to make sure that this is a substantive trip, because if they're not going to the heart of RGV, the Rio Grande Valley sector like McAllen, or they're not going to Del Rio, to Eagle Pass, which really now has become the epicenters. It's transferred from RGV to, to Eagle Pass in Del Rio. If they're not going there and actually going to the physical border and spending a couple of days there and actually seeing the devastations going on, then it's all smoke and mirrors, and uh, I'd be more than happy to come back and call them out on it. Yeah, it's such an important dynamic to watch this play out. And I think for the first time, Democrats are feeling a political reversal upon a boomerang, I think is the right word. And they're beginning to blink. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, we're headed in uh, tomorrow to the uh, 21st anniversary of 9-11. You've had this storied career in law enforcement. People forget this, but long career in the FBI, worked for the LA police. Um this this 21st anniversary uh, feels a little bit different than some of the more recent ones. There's this growing intelligence uh, chatter and I think just public sentiment that the failed Afghan withdrawal gave uh, the terrorists their safe haven back in Afghanistan for the first time in two decades. Uh, what do you hear? What do you see? What's your expert law enforcement assessment of the state of terrorism in, uh, uh, in, in Afghanistan particularly? Yeah, John, look, I, I think you just summed up one of the, the, the biggest issues right now, one of the biggest feelings. Look, I, I was there. I was in the FBI. I remember standing in ground zero a couple of days later. I was at the Pentagon. Uh, and I actually, as an FBI agent, I deployed to uh, Iraq and I was there for, for several months. Uh, so this is very near and dear to me. And what, what I experienced in the FBI, we transitioned along with the country from a, a law enforcement reactive organization to a proactive, preventative, intelligence-driven national security it's an amazing accomplishment people forget it but that was a big big endeavor and it worked it worked and look i i give a lot of credit to uh, director muller that look he had some issues uh, unfortunately the last few years but during that we we have to give credit where credit is due he really led that tra transformation and so the big part of that though was the big part what john was was preventative that preventative and proactive through intelligence, intelligence-driven, threat-based, intelligence-driven, operationally focused. And what I saw in Afghanistan is by pulling out the way that we did, we lost our eyes and ears. We lost a significant degree of intelligence. So not, as, not only is it returned to a safe haven and a terrorist operating base, at the same time, we've lost key intelligence. And so I feel after more than two decades now, 
I feel like we've given up so much that we gain through intelligence. And uh, it just, it, it really, I'm worried. And now when you look at the Southwest border, look, we have the intelligence community and even Director Ray, when he was finally forced in a corner to answer and say, yeah, the open border is absolutely a national security vulnerability and threat that we should uh, be serious about. I think Governor Abbott said 80 plus uh, people on the terrorism watch list got through. Uh, another one that caught my attention, and this is one I know you, you and I talked about, you were flagging this before anyone was thinking about this, uh, the number of Afghans that got into this country that weren't properly vetted. By the way, we want the good Afghans here. They deserve to be pr- pr- protected from the Taliban after their great service to us. But some of the bad guys got in here, the Homeland Security uh, Department's Inspector General uh, excoriating report in the last uh, two days. Your thoughts on something as basic as screening immigrants before they get in the country? How do we how do we get that bad from all the successes we had made after 9-11? Yeah, so here's the thing. We're, we're not doing it at all. That, so, so not only, and you're right, you, you and I talked to, you were on the leading edge of this too, calling it out. Look, we do. What, why? What was the big hurry? Once we got the, the individuals out of Afghanistan, John, you and I talked about what was the big hurry to get them to the United States, except for just a photo op. We could have given it to Ramstein, Germany. We could have gone to other parts of the world on military basis, and we could have properly vetted them. They were safe. Everything was good. What was the rush to get them to U.S. soil? So that was a that was a huge, significant failure. We're actually taking a national security threat and potential risk for what? It made no sense. But, John, we're doing the same thing at our southwest border. The overwhelming majority of illegal aliens have no documents. I mean, think about this. If, if for 160 different countries, if we have an illegal alien coming from Cuba, from Nicaragua, from Afghanistan to Russia, the list goes on. Do you think that we're getting the, the, the individual's true identity and their criminal history and everything about them before we let them go in 12 hours in the United States? It's not happening. We're, we're, letting, we're letting in potential threats every single day. And again, because our resources are pulled off the line, look, we're up to a million gotaways, John, a million. I mean, there, there are, I think there are like nine or ten states in this country whose population is less than a million. And that's the number of gotaways. Think how many illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screening database have, are in this country. I keep saying the next terrorist threat could already be being plotted in the United States. It's unconscionable. Yeah, it is unconscionable. And it, it's a risk that uh, we'll have not just a one or two or three year. Once these folks are in here rooting them out, uh, when there could be dozens and maybe scores, uh, it is a 10-year potential threat. The sleeper cells in bed, uh, and if they're assisted by a state um, uh, entity like Russia or Iran, uh, their ability to live here without our detection gets better and better with each moment that passes. It's, uh, it's such a moment to absorb the damage that this administration has done. Last question, because I know you got to go, you're real busy. Um, what is it that Republicans can do in the short term if they get control of Congress next year? What's one thing they can do to start to squeeze the security back to the way it was in the, at the border? Yeah, so John, that's the question. And I'm really proud to have been part of uh, what we refer to as this coalition letter that, uh, you know, about eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, right, we developed. It was several conservative think tanks that got together, and we, we, we put together this letter that really provides a roadmap uh, for Congress, for the Republicans to do. If they follow it, we'll be able to secure the border. Now, 
what what I've seen in the past a couple of weeks is the leadership of the Republican committee. They put out a what they refer to as a framework, right? Now it's just the beginning, but that framework included the majority of what we had in that roadmap. So so it gave me some hope. But here here's the challenge, though. Let's, let's not forget. You're not talking about this before. It's not that long ago that President Trump had the White House, the House, and Senate, and the Republicans failed to pass a single piece of meaningful legislation. So while while I have hope because of this coalition letter and this framework that they released. Um, but it's going to take an extreme amount of political courage, strength, and will. And that includes using the power of the purse, using the budget on the House side to just say, nope, we're not doing it. We're not passing a budget. We're, we, we're, we're, we're going to shut down the government if you don't secure the border. So look, there are a lot of things happening in this country, and they're all very important. I'm, I'm not downplaying any of those, but tell me one of the issues going on in this country right now that killed 107,000 Americans in a 12-month period. Tell me one of those that's allowing criminals, rapists, murderers, pedophiles, and gang members police the United States every single day. Tell me one of those that is absolutely a verified increase to our national security vulnerability. The only one that satisfies all three of those is our open southwest border. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, it's irrefutable. Uh, Mark Morgan, we are so grateful for your service. We're also so grateful for your wisdom. Every time we talk about this, we're reminded that it was just a couple of years ago that you and President Trump gave us one of the most secure borders in history. We all have to hope we're going to get back to that soon because the current situation is untenable. What a great honor to have you on and thank you for your time today. You bet. Thanks, Sean. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A man on the front lines of both the censorship and border security battles, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has been leading the fight to defend uh, Texas's new law outlawing social media censorship and trying to force the Biden administration to enforce those immigration laws on the book so we can stop the tide of illegal migrants pouring across the border. 
sir, you've been repeatedly challenging the Biden administration's false narrative that the border is secure. And last week, you got an important ally when the border chief, Raul Ortiz, testified under oath there's no consequences to the open border policies of Joe Biden. What did you think of that? Well, look, I'm not surprised he said that under oath. He, he's not free to speak normally about what's actually going on. But under oath, he had to tell the truth, and he told the truth. And I really appreciate that he let the American people in on the secret that Joe Biden doesn't want the world to know, which is his policies are doing great harm to the to the border. They're doing great harm to my state, and they're doing great harm to the American people. And the American people needed to hear that from somebody that knows the truth, which is the guy in charge of this uh, responsibility that, uh, of guarding and protecting our border. Yeah, so true. Yeah. And Attorney General, we always hear about how it's a humanitarian issue to welcome these illegal immigrants into our country. But again, the Chief of Border Patrol, Raul Ortiz, also said that over the course of three days, his agents captured uh, 10 illegal immigrant sex offenders, four gang members, and a murderer. Is this really the humanitarian crisis that the left says it is in the way that they say it is? No, Amanda, actually, I'd call it the anti-humanitarian uh uh, initiative because we lost 13 migrants in, 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 in crossing the river because of high, high waters. We've lost uh, people in, in trucks that are overheated. We've lost hundreds of, of migrants because they're dehydrated. We've lost uh, many of them because of, of crime and criminal activity by the cartels. And of course, we've lost Americans because of this. We've lost Americans because of crime. We've lost Americans because of drug overdoses, over 100,000 and largely attributed to what's going on at the border. So lots of people are dying. The Biden administration knows this and they are fine trading uh, American lives and migrant lives. So this is not humanitarian. This is about a policy designed to accomplish a mission, which is get more immigrants here to vote. Yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, and the, the toll, I think uh, uh, we heard from the Border Patrol Union chief, it's going to exceed between 800 and 900 people this year, which will be an all-time record of people being reported dead at the border. Just an extraordinary number. I want to turn for a second to Joe Biden's speech. It's, it's been almost a week, but the fallout is still there. There is an extraordinary feeling that the president uh, took the wrong tone, has the wrong policies, that the country is going in the wrong direction uh, you're, you have your finger on the pulse of the voters of Texas. How are they viewing this president and how did that speech affect their views of him? Look, I, I can't think of a, a speech that I've heard that's, that's any worse than what he said, basically accusing half the American population uh, of, of, of being bad and, and evil. And, and I think that's a pretty bad approach for a president to take just because he politically disagrees with us. So, yeah, I think the American people know they're, you're going to see it in the elections. They know that Everything this president has done has been designed to harm us, whether it's inflation, whether it's uh, it's energy, whether it's the border, whether it's Afghanistan. There is nothing that they've done that benefits the American people. And you can't you can't just be a bad president to do that. You have to be doing this on purpose. You can't accomplish this many bad things quickly without doing it on purpose. And, and it's pretty sad to say, but he is doing as much as he can to harm the American people more than any president that I've ever seen. And he's, I think he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, there, there were a lot of unprecedented things about that speech and also just unprecedented things about this administration, namely something that John and I have been talking about the last few weeks, um, the notion that Joe Biden was of uncomfortably close proximity to this investigation into Donald Trump and the records held there at Mar-a-Lago. I wanted to get your opinion on that. 
Yeah, I'm really not surprised. I know he denied it. Uh, he absolutely falsely denied that he had anything to do with it when he signed off on it, or at least gave uh, the archives, the National Archives, the ability to to waive executive privilege. I mean, that's a scary uh, precedent for the future because that means presidents can't trust the fact that what they're talking about in private about very serious issues is protected. I don't, I don't think that should be the law, and hopefully the Supreme Court at some point will clarify that. But that is a scary proposition for future presidents if their if their uh, their uh, successor can step in and waive their privilege. It's basically an illusory privilege that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's a lot of people are really concerned about the precedent that the Biden administration is creating on that. I want to turn you. You are a law and order supporter. You you back the men and women in blue every day, but you also worry about finding the balance with civil liberties. When you see the search warrant as broadly worded as it was for the Mar-a-Lago raid, when you see the over collection of evidence, things like medical records that most law enforcement people like, you don't grab unless they're part of the subpoena. How do you interpret the FBI's actions? What do you see as a law enforcement officer, someone who upholds the Constitution every day in the way they conducted that raid? Look, I've seen the FBI do this with me. I've seen them do this with other people. They don't follow the law anymore, and they go way beyond what they're looking at to find any possible way. I mean, I feel like we're back with, uh, you know, Stalin's chief of police or of the Secret Service where he said, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. So it's almost like they're seeking to find a way to, to incriminate this president and put him in a position where he's been indicted. And I see this often with uh, Republicans. They seem to be very politically motivated. They're not, they're, not, they're not designed to do this. They're supposed to be following laws and they don't appear to be doing that. We have a serious problem with federal law enforcement, with the Department of Justice and with the FBI. I have, I'm more concerned about this than almost anything in our country because it, it is setting scary precedents for things that happen in other countries that we would consider dictatorial or totalitarian. Attorney General, I want to come full circle and get back to that uh, fact-finding delegation to the Rio Grande River there in Texas, uh, the group that New York City Mayor Eric Adams sent down there. He, he said it was a fact-finding mission. He wanted to find out if those people really wanted to come uh, to New York, which I think we should all recognize the weight of the moment that for the first time in recorded history a New Yorker admitted that people don't want to come there. But with respect to the fact-finding mission, what is it you think he's actually trying to find out? I think he's just trying to, to bolster his narrative that somehow we're doing something wrong. Uh, I don't think he's coming down here to find facts. He, his, his lack of credibility is incredible. And it's, it's, it's amazing to me that he has dealt with potentially a few hundred illegals. He created a sanctuary city that is designed to invite this. And yet he's very critical of, of Greg Abbott for actually following through on something that he actually says he wants, which is he wants to welcome illegal immigrants into a city and when it actually happens, he starts calling them names and saying he's a bad person, never never noting that the, it's the president of the United States that actually created this policy that has been devastating for our state and is, and is costing us a lot more than it's costing New York City, both in lives and in economic costs. Yeah, the toll is just extraordinary. So we got about a minute left. I want to ask you, you have been fighting on multiple fronts to get the Biden administration just to enforce the laws that are on the book. You're not asking them to make laws. You want them just to enforce that. Can you quickly bring us up to speed on the state of those lawsuits and where there might be some progress over the next few months in the courts? Yeah, I mean, I had, we had a disappointing loss. We'd won all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court on Remain in Mexico. And, and now what that means is people can border 
And the cartels know this. And, and of course, the Biden administration is, is basically in a partnership with cartels where they just walk in, claim magic word asylum, and then they're transported around. And the cartels are incentivized to bring as many people here as possible. We're in a bad situation. And we're continuing to fight the Title 42 issue and some of these other immigration issues. But we're in a bad spot when we have a president that can get away through really even even through the court system. He can get away with not following federal law. It's his job to follow federal law and not make it. And unfortunately, we're in a position right now where this president has decided he doesn't follow what has been put in place by Congress. And he's just going to do this himself again, much more like a dictatorship or some type of totalitarian government rather than a constitutional republic. Yeah, it's funny. I talked to a Border Patrol agent who yesterday told me we don't have the rule of law. We have the rule of chaos. That's what the Biden administration's rules are. Attorney General Paxson, such an honor to have you on. Thanks for bringing us up to speed on so many important issues. Hey, thank you. Y'all have a great evening. You as well. Great to have you on. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Mark Morgan. Thank you to Ken Paxton for spending so much quality time and bringing us up to speed on the danger that the open border under the Biden administration poses to all of us. Important, solemn thoughts to think about as tomorrow we read the names of all 3,000 who perish and we never forget and we celebrate and we embrace and we also embrace those who lost loved ones on that day or in the war on terror that followed it. Many, many, many brave Americans, 10,000 in all, victims of the ultimate sacrifice in the war on terror and many, many more wounded and grievously living with us still, thankfully, but with many wounds that will never fully heal. So thank you for your sacrifice, all those who are the warriors of freedom in this 21-year war against jihadism and terrorism in the world. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Check out our special 9-11 special. You'll be excited. Bernie Carrick, Rudy Giuliani, Frank Sillers, and of course, Chad Wolf, the former Homeland Security Secretary. And then we're going to hear also from the head of the group that honors the brave men and women on Flight 93 who were willing to crash their plane and kill themselves to save many and countless more people in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, on what was supposed to be the fourth hijacked flight. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with that special. Until then, God bless you and have a wonderful night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.